Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Jabroni Drive. On this week's episode, the tribute to the troops, CM Punk, Seth Rollins, Roman's coming back, Damian Priest, Drew McIntyre, Charlotte Tinker, Green Brothers, Miss Guther, and fellows in the tournament. Will this be the best episode of Jabroni Drive? I think so. Timmy! Anything you want to say to all the Schmidt Lavellites out there? Tom, just that when you listen to Jabroni Drive, that means you're a Jabroni for life. And it's just too sweet. I love it. <laughs> Jimmy, I actually love that. When you're a jabroni, you're a jabroni for life. And we appreciate all of you out there. First and foremost, thank you so much for listening. When you're a jabroni, you're a jabroni for life. Remember that. We love you. Thank you for following. If you're not already doing it, now's the time. Hit that follow. Hit that subscribe. Give us a share. Tell people about us. Please leave a comment. Just say, uh, you know, for life in the comments if you're hearing it, if you're listening, if you're liking what we're doing. We love you. We're trying to grow the show. New things every week. We're covering it all, WWE. Let's dive right into it. Timmy, first things first, SmackDown, the tribute to the troops. I love it. I know me and you are both. We love the patriotic stuff, and we love our troops, and I think this is a great tradition for WWE. They got to honor those and, and put on a show for all those troops. They honored um, the veterans that are WWE wrestlers, Bobby Lashley, Montez Ford out there displaying their, their, their athleticism and, th- and what they offer. And just the crowd is great. They're hot. I love this event. I know you love it. Anything you want to say about the tribute to the troops? Now, I mean, the WWE has done it for years and years and years just with, yeah, their support. And they they always do something with the troops. That it, And whether it be some something here or where, whether they're going overseas and putting on shows over there for the, for the troops, they do that too as well. Uh, they've always been a big supporter of the armed forces. And it's cool to see. Uh, the crowd, as you say, uh, was nuts, and it comes in the conjunction at the same time with all the Army Navy game over the weekend. They brought Brad Nestler, who does the commentary on the Army Navy game too, uh, into the uh, to the booth, if you will, for for uh, the Bobby Lashley match, which was which was really cool. That was um, cool. So you got a different perspective on it too, as well. Um, and then, like you said, it it's a time for these guys, the, the troops that. You know, our home to be able to. I'm sure they probably their tickets were probably all paid for, and uh, it was it was a, probably a free show for them that they were able to just sit back, relax, be entertained. Um, you know, if you are a wrestling fan, if you're not a wrestling fan, it doesn't matter. Uh, but I know that a lot of the wrestlers, it's near and dear to their hearts to be able to go out and for a few minutes, you know, put their mind at ease or to entertain those individuals that put their lives, uh, you know, on the line every day for, you know, as John Cena said, yeah, you know, for providing freedom for us to do what we do in this country. Um, yeah, it's the, it's, 
the least that they can do um, to show their support to the to the troops and the armed forces. So really cool that, um, you know, and it just like, honestly, it was a cool weekend too with the Army Navy game and all that stuff because it was all done in New England this 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 past weekend. Um, and I think the show was done in, Pro- in Providence, maybe right. or maybe. Yep. So it, okay. all that stuff was was really close together and it was closely knit. And um, great job. Man, what a show! And Aww. they came, yeah, they came out and they did the uh, the honor guard too as well. Uh, oh, and the national anthem too, yeah. or what? It wasn't the national God anthem. Bless God bless America. God bless America. Like it was just incredible. And we just said it, and I'm just gonna repeat what you're saying, Tim. Great job by the WWE. Really cool. We love the troops, and to, for them to get a show of appreciation and and to be entertained is just awesome and they deserve it and it was awesome and the usa chance and everything so cool well done wwe every year and what a great tradition and like you were saying timmy what a great show and we're gonna jump right into it they got one of the best promos you're gonna see i mean this is what this guy's known for cm punk he is the promo guy on the mic he's one of the best to ever do it Let's give a listen real quick to some of the things he had to say. So allow me to turn this up to 11. Allow me to be that spicy CM Punk you all know and love. Allow me to get comfortable at home. This is me putting my feet up on the couch and my feet got a lot of mud all over them, ladies and gentlemen. So it's not, what do y'all want to talk about? It's, who do you want me to talk about? Awfully spicy indeed, Timmy. We're going to come to another clip from that in a little bit, but great promo. He comes out, mic drop and all. Why don't you get into some of the things that you loved about his promo? And this is, you're, you're starting to get, you're starting to see what punk has to offer on the microphone. We had talked about him last week. Like you're, you're really getting to see what he can offer as far as bringing eyes to the product. And I think this is where you're going with this, what he can do for the WWE. So maybe talk about the promo itself and your thoughts on CM well, just, Punk in the biz. Yeah. Just as a reminder to the listeners is a guy that, yeah, I don't know if anyone else is in the same predicament as me, but, I never watched CM Punk wrestle and all seen so far is him cutting promo so far, right? That's it. That's the only thing that I've, I've seen and heard. And he is dynamic with a microphone in his hand and the reaction that he gets from the crowd. I see it. Everyone sees it. I mean, obviously there's a demand for this guy. He's one of the hottest stars in the business and whether that be because of controversy or because you know he was at some point an excellent wrestler and maybe he still is i don't know i have yet to see him wrestle in a, in a wwe ring um, and if i could just talk talk on that real quick timmy I'm just, and i'm going to send it right back to you his thing and the controversy is his ability to blur the lines we don't know is this real is it like is this real controversy? Like it, it comes off as real, and he does a great job of that. And I'll give him some credit on that. And I'm not going to give him much more, but you know how I am. Back to you, Timmy. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. Uh, 
so what I see in from an outsider's perspective is a man that has that as much cachet that he does that is just such an interchangeable part within this industry. Um, you just heard the first part of his promo, and then he he goes on during that promo to list eight to ten of the wrestlers that are in in need, that are a draw right now. Um, he talks about Cody Rhodes. He talks about Roman Reigns. Uh, yeah, he talks about the bloodline, main event Jey Uso, uh, then he gets into uh, who are, uh, Kevin Owens. He talks about that guy, right? And then he talks about a little bit of Seth Rollins. And it's these storylines that I start that start popping in my head as he's doing this promo, and I'm like, I can see this happening. Like I can see you know, him versus that guy. I can see him versus that guy. And there's just he's like a Swiss Army life. You can go anywhere with this guy, and they keep on doing it behind the scenes too, as well. So after he cuts the promo, he goes in the back, and then he bumps into Kevin Owens as he's standing outside the Bloodline locker room, and it's like, man, the endless possibilities with CM Punk if he is the guy that you're getting that's going to be the A plus worker. Is he going to be the guy that blurs the lines? Is he going to be the guy that keeps like stays in line and and continues to be that locker room guy that we're starting to see and hear that that he's been really accessible and that he's been nothing but supportive since he's been at WWE? It's been two weeks, right, or three weeks. You know, let it manifest a little bit. If something doesn't go his way, how is he going to react, right? Like, so the possibilities are endless it's just a matter of like how they're developed and you know we all want to see certain matchups with cm punk i think the number one is the seth rollins thing because he has the most heat with him um and then you talked about it a second ago about the blurred lines like is that real or is that just cm punk being cm punk um is that rollins just being rollins right um but there is that outside like that just that little shadow of a doubt like man this this seems like a real kind of beef that we could really portray on such a bigger scale and make it look realer than it actually is you know so um i thought that was one of the best promos that i've seen um to date since i've been back it was cutthroat it was edgy um he got great rhythm to it yeah, he, he was he was feeling the crowd. He was moving to me. I, I agree. And there's no doubt he's great on the mic and blurring those lines. And like you're saying, too, and this is kind of where I was last week. And we predicted this. What First of all, one thing we said is that he stirs. He's the straw that stirs and drink. He can go anywhere. And that's part of the reason where I'm leaning towards. There's so much you can do. We can't do it all at once. You know, do we want to give him Seth right away or Roman or KO or Lesnar or whomever? It could be anyone. And whoever Punk is with right now is, is you know, the biggest ticket in town at the moment. And we, we, we were saying he could go with anyone. We also said that there was going to be a storyline in this week when Randy Orton signed. We're going to be moving on. 
where is CM Punk going to sign? We could see him here. We could see him there. We said maybe SmackDown, maybe NXT, maybe Raw. And that's what they get into. And they did that, and we were right on that. So let's cut to the end of that promo where he says something pretty interesting. Everybody's welcome me back with open arms. Except for that one guy. There's always that one bad apple that spoils a bunch, am I right? But I'm not gonna put any stock in anything he has to say, and it's not because of his whiny voice. It's because he's not even the man in his own household. I mean, that is classic CM Punk. He hits him with the dagger in two ways, you know, the whiny voice, and then goes to the not even the man in his own household to, to kind of cap off a, a great promo. And like you were saying, one of the best of the year so far. He knows what he's doing. I guess my question is, this is leading towards Seth Rollins. Everything seems to be Seth Rollins and him. And do you think that's the right decision? Like you're saying, he can go with anyone right now. He's coming off of this major issue with the company, an uh, issue with another company that he was released from, the UFC thing, whatever, all this other stuff. Is Are you seeing him in a title match with Seth Rollins? I know, like, this isn't a prediction, but, like, where, where do we think is the best thing to do with CM Punk? Is it Seth Rollins right out the gate, the, the, the one that everybody really wants? And it seems to be that way because Seth Rollins, they were told before they went out at Survivor Series War Games, hey, we signed CM Punk, and they probably told Seth to react the way that he did, you know, if if this was the case because we're yeah. setting up that storyline. So it, it seems to be going. Is that the right call? Um, is there know. a bad call? <laughs> well, no, yeah. Like, again, we're talking, this is a business, Tom, and the right call is the one that's going to make you the most money. And Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes made you a ton of money at WrestleMania 39. Um, I can imagine that same matchup and a Seth Rollins, CM Punk, you know, night one, uh, you know, headliner would probably double whatever, you know, that merchandise, all that stuff that, that, that gate that came in from WrestleMania 39, WrestleMania 40 might, might absolutely demolish it, which is, it's already set records already in terms of ticket sales. So, um, yeah, I think whatever it is you need to do to make that WrestleMania card the best that it can be is what they're going to do. So Seth Rollins, CM Punk, I think it's perfect timing. I think it's the perfect storm. Um, it's going to suck for guys that, you know, are, are trying to climb that ladder when, you know, you have a CM Punk just enter the fray and, you know, he hasn't been here for quite some time and everyone knows his story and for him to be kind of vaulted into that position, um, you know, would probably rub people the wrong way, such as, you know, Drew McIntyre, um, you know, possibly LA Knight, who's on a on a meteoric rise and still has that same cachet that he's had over the course of the last six months that hasn't dissipated at all. Um, you know, main event Jay Uso, like all these guys that really are vying for for gold 
um, are probably going to get pushed aside. Now, does that mean that they're not going to have a major role in WrestleMania 40? No. Um, yeah, these guys are, are going to be in some type of excellent match. Um, I don't know what it's going to be, but, you know, we're starting to see some of those story storylines develop right now. Um, and, you know, to be honest, the Drew McIntyre saga is probably the the best thing going right now. Yeah, I'm in. I we me we and you me and you have talked about Drew McIntyre at length on the show because he deserves all the praise in the world. I mean, this guy is right at the top of the greatest wrestlers in the world right now. I mean, you know, in this company alone. You've got Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, Gunther, Seth Rollins, CM Punk now in here. LA Knight is is got the 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 character in ring. He's very good, but you know we haven't seen that classic from him yet. But I would say right now at the top of the company, Roman, Gunther, Drew, Seth. Those are the top four guys in the company right now that are just popping into my mind. I, I, I and Cody. Oh my God! Those are the top five, right there, right? Is there anyone else? I know Jay is right there, Jay Uso, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, right there. A Brock Lesnar could be right there, but like these guys are just like they're next level. And so Drew McIntyre is right at the top of that list with what the time he's put in, the story he's been telling. And so I guess that's my question: Where does this leave Drew McIntyre? This guy is looking for his redemption and his WrestleMania moment that was taken away from him because of COVID. And now you have him on this arc, on this storyline, which seems to be leading to him and Seth at WrestleMania. And then curveball. Hold on a second. Here comes Punk. Now Punk versus Seth seems to be the story moving forward. Where do you think that's going to... Where is Drew McIntyre going to shake out in all this? Who is he going to be going against? Is it going to be Bloodline? Or uh, so the, sorry, uh, Judgment Day. The one thing I did, I did think when CM Punk comes on board is that they should make him work for it. And I, I, I said, look, you know, we we talked about, you know, when is his match going to be? And I think the HJB said like not until um, Royal Rumble. It just came out that he's going to wrestle um, on day one. He's going to wrestle uh, Dom Mysterio. So. That's obviously before that. And I think that they need to continue to make him work for it. Like they can't just hand him WrestleMania on a silver platter. Like, hey, you did us dirty. You know, there's a lot of shit being talked. Um, yeah, you're back, but there has to be that caveat. Like, but you're going to work for everything that you get here. Like, you're not just going to walk in. This is an AEW where, hey, you walk in, you're automatically the guy, right? Um, so, I and to your point, like, you, you're asking me, is that the best storyline for, for CM Punk or for Seth Rollins? I don't know. It's probably the one that's going to make the most money. But, I mean, they could go in, in a different direction, right, where, like, if – if CM Punk, I don't think he wins the Rumble. I, I really don't think he does that. I don't think they give that to him again uh, just because of just his past and, and what he's done to the WWE. I don't think they reward him with the Royal Rumble. Um, and they shouldn't. They shouldn't reward him, in my opinion. But, Timmy, he's the biggest draw out there right now. Yeah. You know, it, it, 
at the end of the day, it's a business. Yeah. No, no. You're just saying the same things I just said. It's just, I don't, I don't know if they go that, that route. I'm just thinking of the other possibilities that could happen because look, you're looking, you're talking about WrestleMania, right? There's two nights. There's obviously only four wrestlers that can headline WrestleMania, right? It's the guy that holds the belt and the guy that's challenging them both nights. So, you know, it used to only be two guys, right? And that was it. So they expanded it now. So you do have an opportunity to get into that into that match. And if so, you know, you got to showcase it and you got to put on one of your best shows that you've ever done. But, um, you know, we, we think that the one is already going to be Cody and, and, and Roman. Um, obviously, there was chatter about The Rock coming back for WrestleMania 40. But, like, again, I don't think that's going to come into fruition. It is ultimately we're going to find out in the next three to four months what's going to happen with that, that world heavyweight title and Seth Rollins. Right. Right. Um, you know, maybe, maybe Seth loses it, you know, beforehand and it's just the Seth versus CM Punk, just, you know, rivalry match type, type deals, you know, set up. Where, right. That's what I was going to suggest, Tim. Maybe you have Drew McIntyre, beat Seth Rollins at day one to win the title. You have the whole turn with Damian Priest and kicking him out of the Judgment Day at that point. Then Seth enters the Royal Rumble. Punk and Seth eliminate each other at the Royal Rumble, furthering their feud and setting up their match at WrestleMania. Maybe and maybe like a, maybe you yeah. have a, a Jay Uso win the Royal Rumble and he set he challenges Drew McIntyre for the championship. Yeah, something something along those lines. I mean, I I can see it being more of like a grudge match type type WrestleMania, Seth Rollins versus CM Punk. Like it's a, a no holds barred, possibly like a cage match type scenario where it's like they're just gonna beat the shit out of each other and and let the dust settle. Whoever wins, you know, two out Hell of three in a falls, cell cage like match. That. Yeah, I love that. Um, I mean, if you want it to be vendetta type shit like if because that's the storyline that's being built it's like i hate you you hate me you talk shit on me i talk shit on you um you know you're not welcomed here it feels like that type of storyline well you better have a match that suits that type of of storyline too as well so um again we're all speculating here we're not gonna know but it, it's going to be fun to watch it develop. Um, and I think by Rumble, we'll have an idea of what that's going to look like. I wonder if this <clears throat> is the ultimate grudge match, what could be the stipulation? You know, I would love the one that popped in my head and it hasn't been done in WWE in a while. They've done it in AEW, a dog collar match. Very dangerous match. The guys are connected by a dog collar, and it's something that you know it's really a, a a hatred. It's a culmination. It's 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 a vicious match, and maybe something perfect that it, I, I haven't seen that in WWE. They could also do Hell in a Cell, obviously, and uh, some other things. All right, well, let's get to the promos on Raw real quick between CM Punk. So CM Punk also, Timmy, like you were saying. He's someone that can be anywhere. He was on SmackDown. Then he went to NXT, and Shawn Michaels was talking to him about joining NXT. 
Then he went to Raw, and he was cutting his promos, and here's what he had to say. So if you're here now, if you're watching at home, and you're disappointed that CM Punk walked out, I understand. And hell, ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. So that was a cool moment, him apologizing for having walked out on that crowd 10 years ago, almost to the day. Congratulations, Adam Pierce. The newest Raw superstar is named CM Punk. And CM Punk is home. Timmy, we talked about him possibly signing with Raw. He makes his decision. Big moment on Raw. Uh, another uh, nice promo and come out and everything like that. The crowd. The crowd. We talked about the crowd that night. And I thought they were a little bit flat. You were saying that, right? That you thought they were flat? Yeah. No, I, I didn't really feel. And it, it could be just coming off of you know, what we saw on Friday with salute to service and the troops and all that stuff. So, and it had I mean, been I, a long weekend and, you know, then we had the Eagles and then, you know what I mean? Maybe we were just kind of like, yeah, it, it just didn't feel like it. And I, look, as much as I love what, what CM Punk's doing, and I think it's a responsibility that the WWE is, is done with CM Punk by, by rolling him out as much as they possibly can to get him in front of the audience and, and to get him views because look, he's he's as hot as they can get right now, right? Like, um, it just I don't know if if him being as available has taken some of the luster away from from seeing him and hearing him talk, right? It's like, all right, we're gonna hear another promo about if you're gonna join this or join that, and then he's talking about you know WWE being his home, and you're like, all right. You know, it, it's almost kind of like redundant a little bit. Um, he does mention somebody, and I'm not taking this in a different direction. I just want to just mention, dude, like Adam Pierce. We talk about him. A, I bring him up a bunch because right. I think it's just cool to see someone that's like a mainstay. Like this dude has been. Like he kind of controls everything, and it's cool to see that. Like it's not like a Vicky Guerrero, or you know, like right. I think I talked about this before. Just like it's not a clown show, and it's like it seems like he actually has control, and he's actually built like a brick shit house too, dude. Man, he's shredded. You know what? That's something. That's an interesting point because you bring it up, and it's just not some like stooge. It's yeah. like he's taken this job as the GM seriously, and I would even say Aldis is also like. They at least have guys in the GM spots now that are playing the roles correctly, where before it was like some stooge or some guy that like, you know, people like Vicky Guerrero that they let, you know what I mean? Like it it, it was or someone that's just trying to get a catchphrase going or whatever. Like they they do a great job. So CM Punk says he's going to sign with Raw. That was the big question. Where is he going to sign? And then. As he's signing, Seth Rollins' music hits. Out comes Seth Rollins, and they have a stare down. Timmy, I loved the stare down. I know we thought the crowd wasn't as hot as I don't think they should have been, but I was up out of my seat. I was watching this, and I was I was pacing a little bit. Um, interested. I'm going to play two clips from 
Seth's promo, and then let's get into get into that. I know I'm a bit worked up. I want everybody to understand I'm going to say it plainly with every fiber in my being. I hate you. There's that, and then the big one. You abandoned this place 10 years ago. Not only did you abandon it, but you actively tried to tear it down. You spent 10 years slandering me, slandering every single person back in that locker room, and then you want to walk back in here and call this place your home? This is not your home. This is my home. Really cool promo. And to me, what I loved about the whole promo was, and maybe this is why we thought the crowd wasn't hot, it was almost like they didn't know what to do. We love Seth Rollins. We love CM Punk. Like, they're both, we're fans of both of these guys. Where do our loyalties lie? And that's like a really interesting thing to play out here because it's very easy to go to a show and chant CM Punk. It's popular. It's a cool chant, whatever. But they were getting, they were singing Seth's song and it was the back and forth. And where are we going with this? And Seth, what he said was perfect. It was not too much, but just it was it was the truth. He left. He tried to tear the whole place down. He slandered Seth. He slandered everyone in the locker room. And to, I wonder if they had him say, I'm home to set up Seth's thing or Seth saw that. There was no producer for this segment. So maybe he heard that and he said, you know what? I'm sick of this. The style that Seth came out with, there was no Joker type thing. There was no laugh. There was, it was very serious. This is some of the stuff that I saw Seth Rollins do when he was young in his career and what I was really like, wow, this guy has it. And I think he gave enough to go and still has a bunch of stuff in the holster ready to, to, to fire at him at CM Punk. This seems to be the direction they're headed. Man, it's going to be a fun ride. What did you think of Seth's promo? Now on the internet, it seems like he was getting a lot of love, a lot of praise for this promo. Timmy, you thought, uh, and I don't want to take put words in your mouth, but maybe a little flat. Was it the crowd, or did you think Seth was not enough? No, I thought I thought like Seth usually cuts great promos, um, and I just didn't feel it. Like I didn't feel like he matched CM Punk's energy from the previous promo. Right? Like, look, I know he came out and he talked a little bit about like CM Punk came out and talked a little bit about, um, you know, Rollins and all that stuff. But like, I thought like the promo from Friday night SmackDown was really cutthroat. Even the line, what he said, like, he's not even the man in his own relationship. Right. Like Seth didn't address any of that. You know, he just let that fly. And it felt like, look, as a man, as man to man, you're attacking my 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 relationship, my wife. Like, you're going in that direction. Like, I expected something more personal. Um, 
not more like I'm defending the WWE. Like I'm defending the locker room. Like Seth doesn't seem like that guy, right? Like he doesn't come across as the Cody Rhodes, the protector of the emblem, right? The the protector of of Raw, and it just felt like the wrong way to go with it. Um, in my opinion, no, and I it, can see that. It just did feel like the crowd wasn't behind him a little bit too. It just felt like, yeah, there wasn't really a ton of interest in it in the way he was going with it. I mean, he got some reaction, but it just felt a little flat to me. Um, maybe you're right. Maybe he just wanted to hold on to some of those bullets until a little bit later. Cause this is going to develop into something obviously bigger. Um, well, I think I, the, uh, the crowd might be a little flat, like we were saying, because, they don't know who they want to cheer for, you know. Are they? Are we? Are we behind CM Punk or are we behind Seth? You know, CM Punk's a big pop, and everybody wants to see him, but Seth has been the guy. Like, are we cheering for this and that? And I think there's a little bit of a, you know, it, it it's we. They don't know what to do, and I think Seth is in a very tough situation. This is why I think the promo's so good because he was in a tough situation because he could come off as a complainer you know what i mean if he immediately starts going towards punk about the stuff he said about becky and his relationship or whatever then it's like well we're it's almost like he would be falling for punk's trap and looking past the 10 years of yo dude <laughs> let's not forget all the shit that you did all the stuff all the stuff you said about me and everyone back there and the people in charge of this whole place that you came crawling back to. So I think he knows he's calculated. I'm sure he is talking to the best in the biz. I mean, I'm, I'm imagining him and Hunter are talking about this and all the writers about where he wants to go and when he wants to lay the, his own pipe bombs on CM Punk. And, you know, it's the beginning and I, and I'm, I'm, I just can't wait for the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's going to unfold pretty, you know, over the course of the, these couple of weeks here. Uh, it, it's only going to get better. Like, you have two professionals like this who can really just cut a promo any minute, any drop of the hat. Like, dude, yeah, they can have them, them both cut a promo on any subject matter, and I'm sure it would be riveting. Uh, so... I'm not worried about it. I just felt like, you know, the initial, like how we die dissected LA Knights promos, right? Like we really kind of dove into initially, like, how is he going to come across? You know, he's going, he's going up with, with Paul Heyman and he's going up with, um, with the Miz. Right. And we judged him on that stuff. So like, this is really kind of like round one, right? This is what we're seeing. That's all I'm, I'm talking about. I'm not saying it's like the worst thing in the world. Like it's going to no, get I know. Way, way better in the world. It's going to get way better as it goes. Um, and Do you see it, what and I'm saying where he kind of had like, he, he is in a tough spot because CM Punk is a fan favorite right now. You know what I mean? Like that's tough because, he can come off almost like when Bret Hart was mad at Stone Cold and people were just calling him a big complainer and it kind yeah. of turned Hart's character. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. I, I also see the dynamic in what you're saying about like, hey, there's two guys that are right now just beloved by the WWE universe, which, yeah, there's a lot of that dynamic back in the uh, 
yeah, the golden like, era with in the like, attitude era with like yeah. Stone Cold and The Rock and and those guys. Like, yeah, there was people that loved both those guys and you know that that dynamic between those wrestlers in the ring. And I mean, one of your favorite matches you always talk about is yeah, you know, the the Rock and 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 Hogan, right? At WrestleMania what eight what was that? Nine in Toronto. I forget the year. Whatever WrestleMania that was. Yeah. And yeah, the Rock. I think uh, Hogan came out and tried to play the the heel role, and just they the weren't doing it. And, and he just, pivoted, and he knew yeah. what to do. Yeah, you're right. And so that's where I think Seth realizes if I do this or that, the crowd might start turning on me, and yeah. then the roles that we're supposed to have aren't going to play out how we're supposed to play out. And you know, Seth called him out for a couple things about. We'll see if by some miracle you've changed or you're going to be the same old stuff and that how he's going to work them in the ring and how there's different levels to this stuff. I mean, he put the threats out there like, yo, when we get in the ring, I'm going to do my thing. I hope you can keep up, basically. And, you know, we can't say enough about this feud. It can be a, like it can turn into one of the all time feuds in the history of the WWE. I just wish it was more. Again, like the viciousness could be so incredible. If this is like during like the attitude era where it's like chair shots and just, you know, color and just absolute mayhem where, you know, I would love to see backstage, you know, cars get like, <laughs> get involved yeah. where someone gets run down by a car. Like that's the old school WWE stuff that I used to love, like all the bullshit behind the scenes. Yeah. Someone gets beat up and, and it's not like they're out for seven months. Yeah. You know, they get beat up and whatever. They come back the next week and yeah, they, they chase them down, but it's, it could be really special. Uh, like you said, this, this dynamic with these two guys. And I think you have a great point there, Timmy. I think when this match does eventually happen, I know it doesn't happen very often in WWE. I think color could go a long way in this match in making it and telling that story. You, 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 you don't see it often, but this is such a feud with so much animosity between these two guys that if they were busted open or one of them was busted open, I think it would add a lot to the characters and their legacies in the WWE. So I hope yep. that it's going to be something vicious and they let it all play out like that and really lay it in. <laughs> all right let's move on let's talk on charlotte flair real quick looks like she was injured this past week going in a match against oscar i'm a, i'm afraid that this might hurt her run it, it it seems like they were pushing her for wrestlemania and the royal rumble obviously and where her storyline is going to go we need to get more details on this injury Timmy, you saw the fall that was we we got that video from social media it wasn't on it was during a commercial break. Rough fall. I don't know if you could say it's one person or the other's fault, but afterwards you could see her visibly hurt. She's mouthing to the ref, my knee, oh my gosh, my knee. They help her out of the ring. Anything that I'm missing on this, Tim? I know we need more updates on her injury, and hopefully they give it to us this week, but this could be a huge loss for WWE. Yeah, no, it's it sucked. Um, it's, it's a shame. You know, you never want to put blame like look there's you talk about this uh you know in our conversation a little 
excuse me, oh, earlier in the week, um, that there's two people in the ring, right? And we've seen injuries since we've started the show before, and some of them just happen, man. It's just, yeah, you know, these are two athletes that you know are trying to do unbelievable things in the ring, um, and they do occur. And for you to put blame on somebody, it's not really it, it's probably not the route you should go. Uh, because there's you know, it's it's choreographed, right? But there's still so much risk involved in the thing that they do. Um so yeah, Charlotte gets hurt. Uh, you know, the to put blame on Oscar, that's not fair to her. Um I'm sure she was trying to be as safe as possible with that move and it just seemed to kind of go awry. Um I saw an interview with you know a guy that we like to quote uh it was Chris uh, Van Van Vliet or Van Van Vliet or Van Vliet. Van, Van Vliet. And he was talking to Jericho about that. And Jericho said the the one thing that he hates most about you know wrestling know-it-alls is that when yeah you know, they call out a botch and they say oh that yeah you know, that was a botch or whatever and he like he I think he compared it to like look Wayne Gretzky is skating you know on a breakaway and he doesn't get the shot off and it doesn't get on that he goes did he botch that shot like that's not it's not how it works like yeah you you want to be you know 100% successful on everything that you do in the ring but it just doesn't turn out that way sometimes it goes awry and you have to make adjustments in the ring but he's like I hate that word that botch so um just keep that in mind yeah, you know, when these two, he's like, we're wrestlers are out there without nets and without like security brace. You know, they're just doing shit to to try to entertain, and you know, sometimes that stuff can happen. So um, yeah, it's a great point. And you know what? The best wrestlers too, Tim, are the guys that when something doesn't go the hundred percent way they planned, they can pivot and make it work to another way. You know, they're you, you keep moving, you keep pivoting and stuff like that, and. I really feel like sometimes these wrestlers plan these moments to where it looks like a quote-unquote botch, but it tells the story in the ring. Oh, man, they weren't supposed to do that. And, and blurring those lines like we were talking about with Punk's promo and stuff like that, you know, for 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 Chris Jericho, maybe we all do him a favor and we eliminate that botch thing and just try to enjoy and remember, hey, these guys are on the tightrope with no net and uh, they're doing their best and they're the best in the world at it. So hopefully Charlotte Flair isn't injured too much. Speedy recovery if she is. Come back and hopefully ready to go for the Rumble and uh, and uh, the road to WrestleMania. Let's get to SmackDown this week. Roman Reigns back this week. Timmy, what are you expecting from Roman Reigns' return this week? Um, several things they could touch on. You could have Paul Heyman comment on CM Punk and him calling out Roman Reigns and mentioning his name in his promo last week. You could have L.A. Knight come out and continue his feud with Roman Reigns. You could have Randy Orton come out and talk about how he has beef with, with Roman Reigns. A lot of things, interesting stuff to talk about. What do you think is going to happen, maybe, or... What are you looking forward to in seeing Roman Reigns back on TV? Because this is the first time we've seen him since Crown Jewel, I think. Well, I expect him to show up if that's the case. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> for, that's a start. 
Uh, uh, re- let me t- ask you real quick. Do you think there's real animosity in the locker room between some of the wrestlers about Roman's schedule and how he's he's been missing for three months? I would, yeah, I mean, I would say so. If it was me, I would I'd be pissed. But yeah, he's supposed to be yeah the franchise of of the WWE. He's the guy that has the belt and barely defends it and barely shows up on television. If it was me and uh, I'm a wrestler in that. Look, you take care of your own business, number one. But number two, like, if if that – Roman Reigns is a face of the company. And, yeah, as often as he shows up, the more money everyone else makes, right? Like, if, if the business is hot, uh, you know, everyone – business is booming. It, it works in everyone's favor. So for him not to be available and not to show up, I think it, it kind of damages the brand, uh, the brand a little bit. So whenever he shows up, I think it's a benefit to, to everyone else. I'd be pissed if I was in the locker room. Um, so maybe there is. I, I don't know. Um, and then to answer your second question, I mean, I do not see anything happening with CM Punk and Roman Reigns because, as we all know, CM Punk is now on Raw. We'll never see Raw. him on SmackDown again. Yeah, he is. Or any other brand. So there's no shot in hell that CM Punk <laughs> ever shows up on SmackDown. No ever. chance. As 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 Chris Jericho made famous, we will never see him on SmackDown ever again. Ever again. <laughs> so do you think, but I could see Paul Heyman taking a little jab on the mic at, at CM Punk. I mean, they, they're boys. He likes to go back and forth, I'm sure. Yeah. No, I mean, that could – well, I'm totally joking. Um, no, I know. But I, I would like to see that. Paul Heyman take a shot. It's – so, again, there's just so many routes you can go with, with CM Punk. Um, I don't want it to get so so just redundant and everyone get wrapped up in it, right? He's the new – the new toy, right? Like, uh, let's let's just throw CM Punk in this segment again, right? It, um, so I, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it plays out. I I expect him to address, you know, CM Punk's arrival because he should. That's what he's responsible for. I think as as the the champ, if he sees the threat, he needs to address it. Um, because there's nothing else that Roman Reigns is involved in right now, right? Like, there's. Besides Randy Orton, um, yeah, they can go in that direction. Uh, but I think those two those two routes are probably the, the easiest way to go with Roman Reigns right now. Randy Orton, L.A. Knight, possibly. Maybe we get a little bit of a build to the storyline, hopefully, for the Royal Rumble. All right. Timmy, this past week on Monday Night Raw, we saw Miz with DIY going against Gunther and Imperium. I think this was the match of the night. I really enjoyed this match. These guys do a great job. They show out each week. Miz has done an incredible job on his, uh, yet again, another resurgence, another another new era of his career. And after the match, he confronts Gunther and challenges him to a match, which has been announced that they will be fighting each other. I think it's on day one at the day one uh, event. Um, 
what do you think of this? We 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 had forgotten them and to give them fl- their flowers on the Survivor Series War Games. We talked about it a week later. Yet again, they're putting out. They put on another great match. Miz comes away with the win. He's now getting a rematch against Gunther. Is this going to be the time when Gunther loses his title? I mean, someone's got to lose your title at some point. It, it's just ridiculous that no one's lost their title. Uh, the only thing that's exchanging hands now, I mean, the U.S. titles on Logan Paul, and you know, you 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 would expect that he's probably going to hold on to that for an extended period of time now. So, um, something has to give here. Like there has to be something new, something fresh. Um, not sure if that's the Miz or not. Uh, you know, we talked about Gable before. We love that that whole route. It seems like he's been buried now. Um, but I I can't see the Miz winning this one. I I really want to see someone significant uh, take it off of of Gunther and maybe that's the route that they go with drew. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know exactly where they go because Gunther's just been such a great champion. But I, again, I, I will reiterate this until I'm blue in the face. The dude needs to get off of the intercontinental title. Now he's got the record. Let's move on from it. Like the whole Imperium thing is really driving me nuts too as well. Like there's, obviously some they're trying to build some chaos within that faction and it's not going anywhere it's like they continue to lose and lose and lose and nothing happens and it's like at this point it's like i'm not buying the whole excellence thing in the ring like the standard that whole process like i don't it has no effect on me anymore so it's like either get rid of them or get two new stooges bring in two new guys and get rid of whatever that is that they're, that they're doing with Imperium. Um, but the, the, the intercontinental title is in good hands with Gunther. You can probably let them hold it on, hold on to it until rumble and, and maybe have him have him in a match at rumble. Maybe, maybe he loses the intercontinental title and then wins the rumble. Yeah, I because he's another one that's at the favorites to win the Rumble. It's, you know, CM Punk, Gunther, Cody. Uh, I guess those would be your LA Knight. Those would be your top four guesses to win the Royal Rumble this year. Yeah, I, I think, think of anyone else right now. I'm sure Lesnar's going to be Lesner's in, there. in there. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would say that. I'm really looking forward to this match. I don't think Miz is the guy to take the belt off of him. But if it is, if it does end up being Miz, I'm not, I don't hate that. I just don't see who he then loses it to. You know what I mean? Where they would go after that. So I still would like it to be a young star that they're trying to bring up. And speaking of young stars that they're bringing up, it was announced this week that the NXT member that is going to be in the United States Championship tournament will be none other than Carmelo Hayes. Melo never misses. Mr. Carmelo Hayes, one of the best young superstars in NXT. And quick shout-out to NXT. Their product has really gone up. Like, 
it's 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 something there's so much for us to watch and we watch a lot and it's hard it's impossible to, to watch every single thing with a full-time job and kids and all that other stuff but carmelo hayes trick williams Braun breaker um even even a guy like baron corbin is is has stepped up and the women's division in nxt is great so big shout out to nxt and the product they've been putting out week in and week out almost as good as jabroni drive tim carmelo hayes in the united states championship tournament do you expect him to make some noise is he going to be going is he going to is it possible he wins this tournament we've got guys like kevin owens and bobby lashley and theory and waller and you know who's gonna win this tournament well i expect uh i expect kevin owens to win this tournament um i expect him and and hayes to wrestle against each other i think that'll be an excellent match uh with with kevin owens uh i know there's there's no like history there or anything like that but um it'll be it, it would be a fun match i think they're in the same bracket right they are they're on the same side of yeah. the of the bracket. If they both won this week, they'd face each other. So I guess it's Mello versus Theory. Or wait, no, Mello versus Waller, Waller and Theory yeah. versus Owens. Yeah. So I expect him I expect Mello to beat Waller. Or maybe I mean Theory's with Waller, so I can see him also <laughs> interjecting himself in the match too. But um I, I think Kevin Owens wins this tournament. Uh, I I'll tell you what the the Santos Escobar Santos Escobar Santos Escobar, um, his character development's been a lot better lately too. I'm starting to buy him as a heel. Okay, he's start he's starting to give me some some Dom Mysterio, uh, you know, kind of ill will. He he's uh, he's kind of like a prick now, and it's like it's it's I almost like it. It's it's kind of fun. Um, much better as a heel than he is at trying to be a baby face. His yeah. character is definitely more enjoyable. I wonder if that's more that it's so much better than his baby face character that you're like, oh, maybe this is good or yeah. if it's actually good. But I got to agree with you, Timmy. It's it's a little bit better. It's it's better than the baby face. And yeah. we'll see where that goes. Santos yeah. Escobar. Uh, Santos Escobar. <laughs> uh, um, he is... Yeah, so I, I mean that that side of the bracket, I, I don't see him getting past Lashley, uh, because again, you, you want to kind of make Lashley's little faction kind of relevant too as well. So I, I don't know, I can't see him losing. Like again, like they have all these guys, these dominant guys, and they continue to lose, and I don't get it. Like, yeah, um, I mean the only the only faction that look Dom lost his belt, like Judgment Day has been has been okay, but like they continue to do the same shit with the oh we're you know let them know that we run raw like I'm so tired of it dude like right. shut up and I can't wait for him to leave that fucking faction or get beat up and tossed out. So like, let's he- get into that then Timmy. Let's segue right into that. The Damian Priest moving on this past week he gets into a little argument with mommy. Mommy quick turns it as not an argument and that we need to stand together as a family and show them that we still run the place. Like you're saying priest comes out, they cut the promo on our truth and it's just that divide is further growing and leading to what we've been talking about for weeks about priests getting kicked out of the judgment day. I will say one thing on that whole thing. 
I think they made a mistake with cutting this R-Truth stuff as soon as they did. I think they had a couple weeks of R-Truth coming out with the Judgment Day, being entertaining. Their dynamic back and forth is funny. I enjoyed it. R-Truth is very lovable. And if you turn on him in a couple weeks when people are invested in it, it makes it much worse than just right now, like right away turning on him. And if Damian Priest would have said, ah, R-Truth, you're with us. You're our guy. And all the Judgment Day is like, what? Like R-Truth, you know? And then you have a couple weeks of him being funny and doing the things. And they're like, oh, that's just truth. You know, maybe he helps them get a win or whatever. And be kind of comes this lovable lackey, almost like Seth or almost like Sami Zayn with the bloodline last year. And you do that and then you turn on him. And then it's like, man, F this guy, Damian Priest. And it would help Damian Priest because he struggles on the mic. Let our truth yeah. talk it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I was. I was really uh, enjoying the R Truth segments. They were funny. Uh, he, Priest is just like, uh, he is on my shit list, dude. He's been on my shit list. You know how I feel about him. Uh, it, it's just the one thing about a dominant faction is if you look at all these factions in the past, okay, all the most dominant ones, you look at, NWO, you look at DX, the Four Horsemen, like all these different factions that have so much success in the history of, of wrestling. I don't think any of them came out every week and said, we run Raw or we run the WWE. And it just just so like they just let their actions speak for themselves. Like, when was the last time you saw? The Judgment Day beat the shit out of somebody. Besides our truth on on uh, Monday night, like they've factions used to do that all the time. Like they would take right. out guys left and right, and the Judgment Day just they just go about their business and do nothing except for lose non-title matches and yeah, you know, they hold the belts and all that stuff. I mean, obviously the most impressive one, but Damian Priest has had. The, the money in the bank for forever and hasn't done shit with it. It's just, it's just, I'm kind of over. They just it, come really. off like fake tough guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just annoying. Like, like you're mentioning with those factions and not only do they used to beat people up, they used to do stuff that was like that, like bastard, like, wow. Like why? Like I remember when the NWO spray painted Ric Flair's kid NWO on a thing in front of them. And it's like, man, that's freaking you know what I mean? It really brings out that emotion of like, get these guys, you know, and you want to beat them down because they're doing these things that are just so vile and so like, you know, wrong. Maybe that's part of the culture that we're in now that you're not allowed to do stuff like that. But I would like to see a, a bit of a more aggressive judgment day and have them, you know, not just be like, you know, Dom's done a good job of being a heel, but he's not believable as someone that could beat someone up. You know, when they show up, it's like, oh, man, here it's about to go down. You know, they just show up and it's, oh, here we go again. All rise for the judgment day. Mommy's the only believable one. Yeah. Well, so, it would change if Drew was in there. But Well, that's what, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping Drew goes in and, you know, and that would be, then that would be a friggin' faction right there. And he can definitely lay some people out. So let's get into the final thing real quick, and I just want to touch on it before we sign off, Timmy. Whoa! That would be the Creed Brothers. 
Creed Brothers yet again out in a couple segments this week. It seems like they're really pushing them, Timmy. What do you think about this and the Creed Brothers possibly getting that big push? Yeah, we get, we we talked about the tag team division trying to get it stronger, and they're certainly part of that whole process. And if if they want to be considered a true contender for those titles, I mean, they have to be constantly on television, and they have to deliver every time they're out. And um, to showcase them, I think is the right move. Uh, and and getting the, getting eyes on them and and seeing the talent that they they actually do have. I mean, Julius Creed is a freak. We talked about him before, um, and they work well together. So it's good to have young talent, uh, tag team talent, to be able to showcase on on uh, Raw. Yeah, and that's exciting because you see how talent they talented they've been in the ring, <clears throat> and you're like, here comes a push for these guys. That seem to deserve it. I'm I'm excited to see where they're going to go. Hopefully, maybe they are the ones that take the uh, titles off of Judgment Day and can move forward in this new tag team division, hopefully where more tag teams come in and, and, and really bring back that division that is, is really the only non-relevant titles in the men's divisions right now. Tom, and you know what? Showcasing talent is what we like to do here on on jabroni drive and yeah there's there seems to be a little bit more talent being recruited by none other than the hjb well we we possibly have a second hjb in the fold tom nah Uh -uh. Uh -uh. not on my watchers There'd be another HJB before that HJB that you're referring to. We don't we don't just throw around honorary jabronis on Jabroni Drive. You know what I mean? Hold on, let me cut the music. We don't just throw down honorary jabronis on Jabroni Drive. There's only one HJB. Will there be another jabroni added to the fold? There's been a couple on some different text lines, you know, the one that starts with a Z, one that starts with a J. Maybe maybe we'll see you know what something for the listeners to to hold on to and listen to we'll see how that all unfolds maybe bigger drama I feel like the hjb is trying to start his own little faction oh boy whoa timmy what are we seeing a turn from the hjb is he trying to start his own oh man stay tuned no stay tuned <laughs> <laughs> And stay tuned for new episodes from Jabroni Drive every week. If you're not already doing it, please give us that like, share, follow, subscribe. Timmy, what do you got to say to all the listeners out there before we sign off? Salute the troops. Uh, Awesome weekend wrestling and everything else. And we'll catch you next time. Drive. That's right. We love you. Till next week.